let me propose that nothing good, no uncommon outcome, is easy. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, and it wouldn't be uncommon or good. So how do you know if you're performing like an uncommon badass? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So great to see you. I'm excited about this week's topic. Hope you are, too. This is around the question of how do you know if you're really growing? How do you know if you're performing at your fullest potential? It's a question that plagues all of us from time to time, and I want to dig into it, but before we get there, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams, so let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. And remember, if you love the show, do me a favor, tell your friends. You can come and join us in the Facebook Badass Agile Listener Lounge. You can look for us on Clubhouse and pretty much everywhere. Now, how do you know if you're performing at your best? Not just in terms of productivity, but think about stretching to your ultimate capacity, becoming limitless. Is there a checklist you can look at? Is there a list of behaviors to look for? I think so. I think a little bit of both. At least let me give you some guidelines, some things to check for, maybe some questions to ask that will help challenge you or encourage you to go a little further. Here's the first question. Are you comfortable? Because if you're comfortable, you're not growing. If everything you do seems relatively easy, don't have to really try that hard. If you can do most things with your hands tied behind your back and one eye open, That's great. That means you're exceptionally effective. That means you've probably learned your craft and perfected it in practice. But the downside is you're no longer growing. So my question to you is why would you stop wherever you are? If you're great at what you do, that's awesome. You could be more. You could do more. You could contribute more. You could help more people. You could help them do bigger and greater things. So the first question to ask yourself is, am I comfortable? Am I coasting? Am I just riding along the every day? Because if that's what you feel, I challenge you to make a new commitment in the coming months or the coming year to expand. Do more stuff that's hard for you. Do more things that scare you. Another way of thinking about this is if you're locked into a predictable pattern, you're not growing. So things may not feel necessarily comfortable or easy, but if you're doing the same things day in and day out, especially if you're operating against a set of rules or patterns that we've defined. Now, that could be for anything from how do you run a stand-up to how do you teach or coach agility? How do you help people get outcomes? What do your conversations sound like if they're highly templatized, repetitive, and the same as they were yesterday? You're probably in a rut, and you're probably not growing. Now, here's where some contemplation is required because certain kinds of patterns and routines are very good for us. There's things that we should be able to do without thinking. 
Driving a car is a great example. We don't want something that we must do every day to occupy 100% of our energy and engagement. There's certain things that just go on autopilot, right? But when those rituals become mindless, they cease to be effective. So I have certain contemplations or patterns that I rehearse every day. One of them is writing up my vision statement. After you've done it about a hundred times, you don't think about it as you write it down. You're no longer allowing it to energize you because you've committed it to muscle memory. And so it doesn't require or generate any new energy at all. And when that happens, now's the time to mix it up, to change it. So how does that look in the practical world? Well, think of the rules that we've defined for running stand-ups or running a sprint planning session. Think of the rules that we've defined for our meetings, their frequency, their content. What about the routines that we run when we do feedback sessions or retrospectives? Do these rules make us better or do we like them because they help us avoid tackling the harder issues that make things like stand-up or feedback sessions so difficult? and that make great sessions so rare. Maybe it is the time to mix it up. And it's not just about making things different. Don't forget, it's about making them better, which one more time does not mean faster or cheaper, but more powerful, more effective, generating better quality output, better quality results. So next time you do one of these sessions, make a mental note. Am I running this by script? Are we doing the same things every time and generally getting the same quality of feedback. I know the actual feedback will always be different. I know the actual outcome of a stand-up will always be different, but are they challenging us to do more, to create greater things? Ask those questions this week. Here's another great question to ask yourself. Am I ever scared or am I afraid to be scared? Because if either of those things are true, if you're never scared and if you're scared to be scared, you're not growing. I guarantee it. Of course, this doesn't mean you should be doing edgy, dangerous things, but you should be doing things where the result and the outcome is unknown. We should be doing things where failure is a possibility. We should be doing things that have a little element of risk, especially if it's risk like, I think people are going to think I'm foolish, or I'm worried what people will say. Those kinds of risks are both innocuous and at the same time, They can be deeply threatening or scary at an existential level, which is exactly why we should be practicing them. Sometimes you got to walk the tightrope and do things that aren't natural for you. Do things that require a bit of white knuckling. Do things, especially those things, that if you or the people around you didn't push yourself to do, you would let yourself off the hook. What are those things? Write them down. Make a list right now. You already know what they are. Is it someone you're afraid to speak to? Is it a truth you're afraid to speak? Is it a point of view that you're worried about putting out there? Whether that's inside your team room or whether that's in the form of a blog or a book that you want to write. And when I say, are you afraid to be scared? This is an important distinction because we can easily get in the habit of always saying, I'll do it later or I'll do it never. It's not just the failure to do scary things that's bad for us. It's the habit that not doing scary things creates the habit of accepting comfort, of accepting ease. Like so many things that aren't good for us, they feel good in the moment, but in the long run, not only do they not serve us, but they work against us. So what should you do? How do you stay in growth mode? Well, do things that are new and uncomfortable just for 10 or 20 minutes a day. That's it. 
You don't want to spend all of your time in fear and stress zone that's not good for you. But if you expect to grow, the only way you're going to do it is by doing something scary and seeing what it does. How does this change things for me? What do I now have that I didn't have because I failed to act? Because I gave in to the temptation of comfort? Because I resisted the impulse to be bold? Here's another way to stay in growth mode. Study or read books or concepts that you don't agree with just to find the learning or integration opportunities therein. You are defenseless if you're trying to protect your mind from the ideas that threaten you. When we refuse to accept the truth that's all around us because we're afraid of what it means, we're afraid of the implication to our ego, the only person that loses is you. And if I'm being truthful, guys, this happens to me all the time. There are a bunch of agile philosophies and practices that I straight up don't agree with because I think they're too temperate. I think they're about conformity. I think they're about compliance. And I think straight up that we could be doing better. But I still have to pay attention to them. I still have to take time to learn them. I still have to take time to ask the question, what could I pull from here? What's actually usable? And what must be thrown away? This is why you have to read and explore deeply. Not just from the people who are trying to sell you these expert practices, but from the thought processes and philosophies that underpin them. Where's the valuable parts? Find them and use them, even if they're different than what you did or believed yesterday. That's real growth. My final piece of advice is no matter what you do, Make sure to do something that's not only different, but actually hard every once in a while. Brushing your teeth with your left hand is great to knock you out of a rut. But if we're being honest, brushing your teeth with your left hand is just a little uncomfortable, unusual, unnatural. It's when you get up on stage in front of a bunch of people, when you're terrified to speak in public, now we're talking. It's when you're unafraid to get in front of your customers or your leaders and say, we have a problem that nobody's talking about. And I think you and I should talk about it right here, right now. If that is scary for you, now we're growing. As we reach the end of yet another calendar year, I think it's important for all of us to stop, take pause, and truly reflect. Not only asking the question, what did we do well and what can we do better, but where can we stretch and grow by digging in to what we fear and what we hesitate to do 99% of the time. I hope this helps you, friends. I'm looking forward to growing with you as always. You can find me at badassagile.com, on Twitter at badass underscore agile, and on Instagram at badassagile. I look forward to our next encounter, and until then, stay badass. Badass.